Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting story from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs, comic books, and much more. Please check us out at www.comicweb.com. You'll get some more of my brief commentary after this episode. This week's program is Shandu the Magician. Chandu the Magician. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The makers of White King Granulated Soap present for your enjoyment, Chandu, the Magician. Before our play begins, we would like to take a moment, and I mean just a brief moment, to say something that will help those who have clothes to wash. Our suggestion is that you use White King Granulated Soap. Put White King in your washing machine. If your husband happens to do heavy, dirty work, if his overalls and jumpers and work shirts have made you work and washing trouble, you'll not only like what White King does, you'll say, I love that soap. And your hands. The hands you'd like to keep young and lovely. How kind White King will be to them. The only hands you'll ever have. And listen, save White King box tops. You're going to want them for something you're going to hear about on this program. Well, the moment is up. Now, on with... Chandu, the magician. Ahmed, a member of Frank Chandler's secret brotherhood, comes in the guise of a sand diviner to the hotel on the edge of the desert. Ahmed has waylaid and searched a messenger carrying a packet of papers to the sinister Roxor. Chandler examines them, but to his dismay, the stolen records of Robert Regent are missing. The present episode opens in the great shadowy drawing room of Princess Naji's oriental home in Cairo. It is late afternoon. Chandu, the magician... Come in, Roxor. You have not been my guest for a very long time. Why is this room in darkness? You need not fear a trap, my friend. Even my servants are in their own quarters. I had the shutters closed because of the sun. You will have coffee. I have no time for such things. You sent me a message? It was most difficult, my man tells me. It should have been impossible. And it would have been so. Except that one of your messengers was indiscreet. Your coffee? What are you saying? It would be well for you to seat yourself, Roxor. What I have to say will interest you. You must believe it is so, or why are you here? I came because I overlook nothing. But I will not be dangled like a puppet on a string by a woman. You would be happy to know which one of your messengers made the mistake of drinking wine in a cafe? How do you know this? Please seat yourself. I have a most important thing to say to you. I'm here. Say it. Since Frank Chandler came to Egypt, I have been thinking very much of him and of you. Chandler? Call him Chandu. I know. Of course. But if you believe he and I could work together, you're wrong. He cares nothing for power. Such a man is worthless to me. 
If this is the reason for your message, I will go. It is not the reason. Roxor, I care for power. You? Only a week ago you were babbling that you and Chandler would bring all my plans to nothing. That was a week ago. Let me pour you another cup of coffee. I do not believe you. Why should I think you have so suddenly changed? I tell you I have been thinking. Chandu wishes nothing but to finish his work here and return to India and his studies. Leaving his sister to wander over Egypt searching for Regent. Well, at the same time, Regent... <laughs> no matter. I am growing very tired of that family's devotion to Regent. But Chandu... Oh, I am beginning to see which way the wind is blowing. You and Chandler, when he was in Egypt before... We need not speak of that, Roxor. I will speak of it. So, when he returned now, you believed you could blow those cold ashes again into a fire. But you find he cares for nothing but his work. <laughs> his work. To defeat me, Roxor. Whatever my reason, I no longer wish to work with Chandu. You will admit I could be of use to your plans. But now my plans are going forward everywhere. What could you do for the plan that I cannot do without you? And what would you ask when I have won? Need we bargain like the Akkadian in the bazaar? You know better than any man what I could do. You would use your sorcery against Chandler? If you ask it of me. It is true, then. You know the secrets of ancient Egypt. It is true. Then give me proof. Now? Now, here, at once. Well, you told me a lie. No, Roxor, I will try. I do not want trials and errors. I want to see it done. If you will be silent, I will try. If I succeed, you will hear a small sound, like the voice of ancient music across the sand. Then when I extend my hands... A cold blue flame will appear on the table between them. So? A moment. I hear nothing. Wait, it is difficult. Ah, Roxor, I cannot... Oh, take a lie. No, no. Then give me proof. I know why it is impossible today. Why? Tell me. It is because I have been taught to use the power I have only for good... And you, whatever you are, are evil. Ah, good evil. The talk of idiots. But wait, listen to me. In the old parchments of my people are other secrets. The dreadful secrets of black magic. I have never seen them. I did not wish to know. If I must learn them now, I can. I believe you. For one moment, you seem to me like an incarnation of... No matter. Let it go. What will you say to Chandler? You may leave that to me. I am to meet him in half an hour. Where? Where do you meet him? At Mena House. <sighs> Mena House. <laughs> A most conventional meeting in the sitting room of the suite, surrounded by innocent American children. <laughs> <laughs> Frank? Why, where's Naughty? Not here yet, Dot. Bob and Betty are down on the terrace. They'll bring her up when she comes. There's something so strange about her. You must have noticed it. Well, yeah. 
But then you thought I was strange when I first came back from India. I still can't help it once in a while. You know, sometimes I wonder if... What, Frank? Well, you know, she's the last of a family that goes way back into the dim past. And I've often thought she lives more in that day than she does now. Well, that's not so strange. Living alone in Cairo, surrounded by all sorts of things she's inherited from her ancestors. That would make any woman live in the past. But it's more than that. Maybe someday. No, really, are. I'll go. The children don't usually knock. Oh, Najee. Come in. Thank you. We were expecting Bob and Betty to bring you up. I asked them not to come with me. It will be much better for them if they do not know what I've come to tell you. Well, Najee. Sit over here by the window, Najee. It's much cooler. Thank you. Chandu, I have seen Roxor in my own house. Roxor? You can't mean he was trying to hide there. No, no, no. I will not tell you all. That is for later. Chandu, I have deceived him. I have made him believe I wish to work with him and no longer with you. Najee. It was the only way. But he knows you wouldn't be part of that scheme of his. He wouldn't believe you. But he did. You can't know whether he did or not. He came to my house when I sent him a message. He trusted me so far. How could you, Najee? You and Frank have been looking for him for days. I found a way, Dorothy. Well, you know what he thinks of women. Weak, sentimental. It was because of that I could convince him I had changed my mind. I need not tell you all we said. I don't like it. But you should be pleased. If I were a man who had done this thing, you would be pleased. But you're not. And I can't let you go on with it. It is only for a very short time. Until we discover where Robert Regent is. Roger, is he alive? I am certain now. I believe he is in Egypt. What makes you think so? A word Roxor said, not thinking. Uh, look, Chandu, what I have brought. A roll of parchment. Let me see. Maybe spread it out here on the table. What is it? A drawing. Not one of Robert's. Oh, no. Of course it can't be. It looks a thousand years old. It is much more than that, Dorothy. Is it? Where did you get it, Naughty? It was in my house with many others older than history. You know how men have thought there was a passageway which connects the Great Pyramid and the Temple of the Sphinx? Why, yes, but I've always understood it was just a legend. Naughty, you found proof that tunnel really exists? You see it here. Robert couldn't be in there. Not alive. Nothing's impossible, Dot. Why should he be? What could he have been doing in Egypt anyway all this time? Nine years. I can only tell you what I believe, Dorothy. But there's no reason for it. There must be, Dot. We can't see it, but... Lovely, look here. I don't see any sign of an entrance in the drawing. Either from the Sphinx or the Pyramid. There is none, Chandu. Then how could Rock... Wait. Suppose whoever drew this plan for the king that built the tunnel... It must have been a king. You think as I do. If the passageway was in truth a, a, a temper for the practice of black magic... Exactly. The king protected himself by not showing the entrance door. Because my people, who were the guardians of all good, would know and would... Naughty. What do you mean? Uh, I forgot. Please do not ask me, Dorothy. Very well. This is the time for us to find the doors in our own way. Well, do it then. If you really think Robert could be in such a place. This is for you, Nadine. 
the secrets of Egypt are yours. Dorothy, you must not be afraid. If you are... I'm not afraid anymore. I don't care whether it's magic or what it is. We will be quiet then. Help me, Chandu. You know I will. men of old Egypt, show us the doorway. Nothing yet. Nothing. Blackness like a curtain. No. No, sit still now. The doorway. Show us the secret of the doorway to the living past. how wonderfully easy White King made the washing of heavy clothes like overalls and work shirts in your washing machine. I wonder if that might have given you the idea White King was only for the heavy washing you have to do. Why, of course, that isn't so. Say, your finest tablecloths and, and napkins, your daintiest lingerie, the fragile and lovely things you have to wash, White King Granulated takes care of them safely Gently, and we think, as no other soap has ever done. There are reasons, of course, but aren't you kind of tired of hearing reasons all day long? Millions and millions and millions of packages of White King are sold. Each means that some lady has found this soap, the one that helps her most. Listen, we say you'll like it. No, we'll say more than that. You'll love White King. Until tomorrow night, when perhaps you have tried White King, good night. Chandu the Magician is written by Vera Oldham. The makers of White King invite you to listen tomorrow at this time when the story resumes. Chandu. The Magician. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. Chan Du, The Magician. Ladies and gentlemen, we present for your enjoyment Chandu, the magician. And before our drama begins, we would like to suggest that probably you will like White King better than any other soap you have ever used. If you have a washing machine, listen. Get some White King from your grocer. Put some in your washer. Not so much, mind you, as the soap you've been using. Put in your clothes, put in the water but not so hot as the water you thought you had to have to get things clean. Then, turn on the power, run your wash through, and just see with your own eyes what happens. We try to make this radio drama thrilling, but honestly, what a thrill you'll have 
when you see clothes washed with this different kind of soap. Save on your soap bill. Save on your gas bill. Save on your clothes bill. You'll say, I love White King granulated soap. In Egypt, Frank Chandler and Princess Najee have made use of their occult powers to discover the concealed entrance to a long-lost tunnel leading from the Sphinx to the Great Pyramid. Leaving Ali, the Egyptian guide sent by Najee, Chandler and the regents walk down the stone stairs into darkness. Behind them, Ali closes the entrance and waits. Chandu, the magician. Place of darkness. Oh, there's something evil here. Robert couldn't be in a place like this. Robert! 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 What was that? It's just an echo, Betty. Well, it sure didn't sound like it. Well, you all have flashlights. Turn them on. Okay. Frank! What's that? It's an altar, Dorothy. A pagan altar of sacrifice. No wonder you think there's an atmosphere of evil here. No, no, above it. There in the wall. Oh, it's just a statue, Mom. But Uncle Frank, look. The figure of a priestess of black magic. It's Naji. Oh, yes, it is. You know it can't be. It is Naji. It sure is. Come now, pull yourselves together. Look at it. It's nothing but a figure carved out of alabaster. With painted features. It does look like Naji. Her eyes. Don't say that, Betty. It looks as Naji might if she... Dorothy, this figure represents a woman who was the personification of all evil. The lamp she's holding in her hands is the highest symbol of black magic. She looks so real. She was, five or six thousand years ago. Beautiful and as deadly as a cobra. But look here. Maybe she was Naji's ancestor. You know she said no. her people... Now come along. We're going through every foot of this place, and we'll need all the time we have. What makes him act so funny? Gee, I don't know. We didn't do anything to make him sore. Well, come on. He said to come with him. Hey, wait for us, Uncle Frank. Yeah, so she looks so real, so lifelike, as if she might speak to me. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Your eyes are Naji's eyes. 
What is that sound? Thou hast heard it. It is well. Thou hast delivered thyself to the powers of darkness. Oh, no. No. Thou seekest thy loved one over the earth. I don't want to hear of him from you. I'm listening. Listen and remember. If in a thousand yesterdays thou hast not learned the path of wisdom, know thou this. A thousand yesterdays? What do you mean? Tomorrow will open for thee a door upon the way to knowledge through yet another death. Another death? Thomas, where are you? Another death. Thomas. Is he dead after all? Thomas. Repeat what I have said. Tomorrow will open for thee a door. Why did I leave you here alone? Dorothy. Upon the way to knowledge. Upon the way to knowledge. What are you saying, Dawson? talking to? Through yet another death. Mom, what are you talking about? Thou art free to go, but thou wilt never forget. I will never forget you. Forget who? Don't stand there staring at that figure, Dot. Don't look at it. Mother, darling, don't look like that. Here, give me your flashlight. There. You can't see her now. It's all right. just like you were hypnotized or something, Mother. We can go now. Robert isn't here. We know that, Dot. There's nobody here. Nadia was mistaken. Oh, no. She told me Robert was dead. I should never have brought you here. She said, if in a thousand yesterdays thou hast not learned the path to wisdom. I wonder what she meant. You couldn't possibly have heard anyone say that. What does it mean? Don't ask questions, Bob. Take her other arm. But she said it, Frank. No one could have said it to you, Dorothy. It's a quotation from ancient Sanskrit. Well, I heard her. The lamp was lighted and Stop I it, heard... Stop it, Bob. Stop it. I'm going to get you back to the hotel and then... Darling, I see. Uh, look here, Betty. You and Bob go downstairs and get some magazines or something to read. I want to talk to your mother alone. Okay, whatever you say. Come on, Beth. All right. I'll close this one, too. Frank, I'm perfectly willing to listen to you, but I know what Najee said. It couldn't possibly have been Najee. She couldn't have gone into the temple, the tunnel ahead of us. Call it the temple. I know now it is. You must put that experience out of your mind, Dorothy, as you would a nightmare. <laughs> Telephones and black magic, five minutes apart. Hello? Chandu, you have come back. Did you find him? Oh, Najee. No, we didn't, but uh, just a moment. I want Dorothy to speak to you. Oh, no. Yes. Where are you, Najee? At my home. When you did not call me, I began to hope you had found him. I meant to call you, and I told Ollie to tell you we'd come back. Dot here. Talk to him. Oh, all right, Frank. Hello, Najee. Dorothy? 
something is very wrong. What is it? That's a dreadful place down there, isn't it? You know I have not been inside the tunnel. Dorothy, what did you find there? Oh, I can't talk to her, friend. I'll call you, Nazi, or come to see you in the morning. Tell me what you saw there, Chandu. Not Roxor. It was much more unpleasant than Roxor. Oh. And we needn't worry about his going into the tunnel. He never will. You are troubled, and I must not keep you. But remember, the powers of good are with you. Good night. Good night, Nazi. Don't you see how impossible it is, Dot? She's been right there at home all the time. You aren't fooling me at all, you know. What do you mean? I didn't just imagine all that. You're treating me like a child. And you know Nazi isn't a priestess of black magic? Well, you didn't hear her in that awful place. You said yourself her eyes were like Nadji's. It was an alabaster figure, not a woman. Even her voice reminded me of Nadji's. You didn't hear it. You don't know. I didn't hear it. But I know. What? I've seen it happen to other people. You let yourself be influenced by the atmosphere of the place. And what you've heard of it. I didn't just let myself... Yes, you did not. Nothing can affect your mind unless you give in to it. You stood there staring at the figure from the moment you saw it. There was something fascinating about it. Of course there was. It re it's resemblance to Nadia, for one thing. I should have realized what it might do to you. You do believe I heard her. Or thought you did. You were thinking of finding Robert. And at that moment, you'd have listened to, well... Say it. The powers of darkness themselves. Yes, I would. Only when she spoke, I... I knew I couldn't bear to hear anything about him from her. And then I couldn't get away. Don't, Dot. Oh. You are away. It's all over. I wish I could believe it. All right. I will. I suppose I'll never know why I suddenly began quoting ancient Sanskrit to you. I hope not. Thou hast delivered thyself into the hands of the powers of darkness. Frank. You knew all the time this was more than just my imagination. Remember. You mean, you hear her speaking to you now? Of course I do. She said I would. She said once I'd looked into that lamp in her hand... Dorothy, you didn't. Why? What difference did that make? There's only one way out of it now. Thank heaven I know it. Stay here, Doc. Remember. Don't just go away and leave me with this awful thing hanging over me. I'll be right out here. But whatever she says to you, Dorothy, whatever you hear, don't go out of that room. What are you doing with that knife? Take it quick and go out and lock the door. Take it. Our drama has come to a close until tomorrow night. But there's drama and maybe magic in millions of homes where White King soap is used. Once upon a time... People thought they should buy two or three kinds of soap. One for washing machine and dishpan, maybe one or two for dainty things like lingerie and stockings. 
But more and more people discovered White King, the one and only one soap you ever need, no matter who you are, where you live, or what you have to wash. Your husband may be an engineer, or he may work in a bank. You may have sheets and pillowcases no end to wash, or you may live in a hotel with no laundering problem other than your nylons. Listen to these wonderful words. White King gets out the stubbornest dirt. White King protects, as with a caress, the daintiest fabrics. Know what you'll say, do you? You'll say this. I love White King. Chandu the Magician is based on the original radio drama created by Harry A. Earnshaw. Musical effect by Carla Pondi. The makers of White King invite you to listen tomorrow at this time when the story resumes. Chandu the Magician. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We're adding new old-time radio programs to the comic web for sale almost every week. Shandu the Magician first started on the air in 1931, but only lasted for a short run. It was revamped in 1948 and lasted until 1950. The episodes you just heard were from 1948. We have the first episode of the 48 series, Frank Chandler Returns, available for as a free download on the comic web. Just go to comicweb.com and go to our radio section. Shandu proved to be a pretty popular character. It even had a major movie made starring Bela Lugosi as the evil Roxor. Well, it wasn't really a major motion picture, but it was a solid B movie. Again, for our podcast, we're doing something a little bit new this time. For the shorter 15-minute programs, such as Shandu, we're putting two of them together for, a, for each cast. We decided to do this in response to one of the comments from our listener survey. So if you have any thoughts, you can fill out our survey. Just go to comicweb.com, and the survey link is on the left side of the page, and we'll probably uh, incorporate it. I hope that everyone knows that the Comic Web also has a Superman podcast. You should be able to find it wherever you found this podcast, on iTunes or Odeo or wherever, and, of course, back on our site. And before we sign off till next week, here's the Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 27, 19, 26, 3... 25 4 27. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 27 19 26 3 25 4 27. Thanks for listening and have a good week.